As a business leader, you know attracting top talent is just the beginning. Real growth happens when you lead yourself and others well. Creating a company culture that attracts, nurtures, and retains the best of all things. We'll teach you how to make an impact through a holistic leadership approach. Reframing success in leadership. This is the Talent Magnet Institute podcast. Thank you for joining us in this week's episode of the Talent Magnet Institute podcast. I get the distinct pleasure to welcome back a, a good friend and client, Joe Motes, who's the chief executive officer and chairman of the Motes Corporation. And we are going to take you on a journey today, listeners. So we are so thankful that you're here with us. And we're going to have a really powerful conversation about an initiative that Joe is leading called Gearing Up for Good. So imagine with me for a second that you are getting ready to embark upon a 6,500-mile bike ride taking 90 days out of your workplace to focus on a cause that's bigger than yourself. That is what Joe is embarking upon and will have started at the time that this podcast released. So, Joe, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome to the studio. Gosh, it's great to be back with you, Mike, for an encore. Thanks so much for the offer. Absolutely. So, there is an inspiration inside of us all, and Joe, in your episode 60, we talked about unpacking, uh, mm. which has received a great amount of emotional response of our listeners and executives that are learning what they can influence and what they can control and also what they need to let go of many times. So share with us a little bit about what gearing up for good is to you. Yeah. So the unpacking journey is one that you don't want to get to a place to where you're, the role with the unpacking is to what can I do that puts me in a better place, and what can I do more with the capacity I have? And so I started looking for, there's a book, Halftime, Bob Buford, you know, and it's this, in short, it's going from seeking success in business to really seeking significance in life. And that, for me, really became, I had a lot of intrigue about that, and it caught me at the right time where I'm turning 65 and saying, you know, you're not going to be young forever. Mm -hmm. And so it was a really great opportunity to say, what more can I do with the talents I have? Mm -hmm. Set up this platform. That's awesome. That's awesome. With halftime, I know individuals who have read that have all been kind of shook at the core, mm -hmm. right? Really think about the experiences of how do I create significance? What does my life mean now? How do I create a greater impact? I know us, you know, myself in my late 30s, very thankful for that book of how more senior mm. folks have turned to me and said, you know, I wish I would have started my significance journey earlier. Yeah. And I wish I would have realized, but we can't all wish that past ourselves, right? That life is what it is yeah. and take the opportunity by the horns now and lead well now. Can you share with me a little bit about what led you to this point to take a 6,500-mile trek across the United States? <laughs> that doesn't just happen. I don't think a light bulb just goes off and says, I'm going to do this. It's a sickness. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like asking, why did you climb that mountain, you know, because it's there. Right. (laughs) Um, I love the analogy between what it takes, the grit and perseverance and drive to build a business and to climb that mountain in that sense and take it to the literal sense. So I enjoy physical challenges, Mm -hmm. jumping off and doing extended hikes or endurance events I've always enjoyed. And In this case, I love getting out across Americana. I've done some other biking, nothing anywhere near this long. I did one a year ago where I called it the Four Seas Loop and blogged it and connected my children, Columbus, Cleveland, Chicago, back to Cincinnati. And then it worked out to 1,400 miles. And honestly, at the end, I felt like, gosh, I could just keep on pedaling, you know? So it's very freeing. It's really reinstills in me faith in Americana. I love getting out of the big cities and mm-hmm. getting a feel for for the country as I go. And people are generally um, so good and gracious as mm-hmm. you meet up with them. They don't get defensive when you come pedaling by on a bike, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're often, if you engage with them at all and how you doing, they'll welcome you in and start. They're intrigued by all these bags on the bike. Yeah. And then especially when they ask, you know, where are you going to stay tonight? And say, I don't know as far as I can pedal. Right. <laughs> so oftentimes they're like, well, my backyard is right here. You really? know? So. Wow. So with this experience, this is also supporting a ride for a cause and a cure for Parkinson's. Yes. It's supporting an effort of not the cure of this disease. We've got some phenomenal efforts going for the cure of a lot of things, Mm -hmm. and brain disease is a real issue for a lot of people. Parkinson's touches me because I've got several people in the company that are caring for loved ones who have Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So I've seen it largely through the caretaker's eyes and the families. And, you know, as you become close to that, you realize that every day it can be very different. You wake up one day and you feel like you're in concrete and you can't do the very basic things that we take for granted, you know, buttoning our shirt and pulling it on. And you go out in public and you don't know from day to day how it affects your movements and controlling that. Mm. And then that, of course, causes a lot of anxiety. It can lead to depression. You know, I can only imagine if I wasn't able to do the basic fundamental things I just take for granted every day. As I have gotten together with people with it then and dove deeper, I felt, one, it's a rallying cry within our company that across several platforms of our team of 100 strong, people feel touched by this move. And so it's certainly within our group been meaningful, but then outside our group, it's amazing as you start to outreach the number of people that have a loved one that knows somebody that is dealing with this. Mm. And so it's become a meaningful rallying cry for me to say, why don't I put together with this awesome, crazy trip of biking all around the West, a real purpose behind it. And how much more could I do as a result of that? So it started small, you know, like to say it started like a mustard seed. And it's just been amazing how fate's played into having this grow and more and more people wanting to get involved. And where we now have this site, gearingupforgood.org, and a tremendous volunteer team that's helping build content and support 
I want to make it, it's going to be super engaging. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be about the people I meet across Americana and the stories, mm. the craziness you run into, but also have engagement from people within the community of need that we're serving here. Mm. So specifically, I mentioned not focus on the cure, but focused on making people who are living with its days better. So focusing on the wellness side. Mm. We know that specialized exercise is a big help for any of us. If we can get up and move and exercise, gosh, we feel so much better. And particularly so when you have Parkinson's, the hand-eye coordination, the balance between the foot steps and rhythm and walking and such, you can lose it quickly if you don't continue to exercise that. So bringing that area of focus. We have facilities throughout our community that offer the exercise piece. But what we're discovering here, the doctors that are doing great work on the integrative care to treat the whole person is realizing that, wow, people really need mindfulness around relaxation to help deal with the anxiety and the stress Mm -hmm. they deal with, with this disease. And like we all should listen to, what goes in your gut really matters to each of us, particularly so when you're dealing with a brain disease like Parkinson's, and MS is similar to Parkinson's. So those two elements become critical in addition to the exercise. So it's bringing together a form of holistic care. We're lucky here in Cincinnati that we've got a world-renowned research center in the new Gardner Neuroscience Center. So they are doing tremendous work that hopefully leads to a cure generations forward. Mm -hmm. But what they've been most excited about is teaming up with me in this effort to reach out from what they are learning via the research to put together this balance of holistic whole person care Mm -hmm. and get it out into the community where it's convenient for people who are dealing with it, whether it be here in Cincinnati or wherever it might be, to have a more well-rounded scope of care. Wow. Well, I have to hope that there are countless individuals who will be impacted by this episode. You're actually journeying through because you're touching the United States. We have listeners all across the United States, although we are yet to have a listener in Wyoming and New Mexico. Unfortunately, you're crossing through both of those. So, So we hope someone will join us on that journey. But I know that the leaders that are listening, you know, all of us have a story, all of us have an impact, that there's individuals who are going to hear this and say, wow, one, I want to join the cause. I want to support Gearing Up for Good. We'd recommend you go to gearingupforgood.org. We also know that you're going to build a pretty significant Facebook presence here with video blogging and answering questions. I assume a lot of that will go up on the Facebook page as well? Yes. Okay. Yes, it'll go out to social sites from the website, so Facebook, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, everyone who's listening, get out your phones right now or pull your car over if you're listening in your car, gearing up for good. Follow this journey on Facebook, Twitter, 
connect in the website, show your support. But one of the things, Joe, that you and I were talking about prior to hitting play was that so you and I did episode 60 together on mm. unpacking. And then on episode 64, we had Dr. John Tu and Liz Keating discussing the cornerstones of health. And for anyone who's not listened to episode 64, those particular topics was around disease preventing health mm. habits. So we were talking about nutrition, social connectivity, having a purpose, and exercise, mm. and how important nutrition, social connectivity, having a purpose, and exercise means to all of us, and how what they're learning through the UC integrated health team and all of their research that they're doing, how those four cornerstones can make a profound impact and can turn and help adjust the trajectory of our life and our outlook and our perspectives. And what I learned was, as Dr. Tu is a cyclist, you two have connected recently as well, it sounds like. It's been amazing, yeah, the fate that's played out as I have brought this idea forward. But yes, early on, Dr. Tu saw my unpacking video that we talked about in last episode. Yeah was intrigued by it. He's also a farm boy, grew up in the Carolinas and connected on that level, me being a farm boy too originally, and so enjoyed getting together with him and we've become friends and he's become a real mentor for helping guide me and gearing up for good as to how we can have the most impact Mm -hmm. because he and other extremely smart people, you know, the brain surgeons, wow, it's amazing what they do. But their awareness now and his, he's the youngest 80-some-year-old I know. That all of us know. (laughs) Phenomenally engaged, super active, and we can all take a lesson from that. that's amazing. So I love engaging with him. He's actually going to ride with me at the start of the ride on August 2nd. But he's helped so much in bringing together, as you say, Mike, the integrative need. And it's not just for this focus of Parkinson's, but for all of us to be mindful of the whole person. And so a team member that he's hooked me up with is Dr. Sean Cotton. She's awesome, and she leads the whole integrative effort. That's where I feel like we can get the connection between the researchers and the applied side that's needful to treat the entire, look at the person as an entire person coming in, not just the symptom and write a script for it. But Mm -hmm. this is more about caring for your well-being and trying to present you dealing with the reality of it, but helping you find a way to a better day through community of people who also have it to where you can engage together and learn from each other. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about the applied opportunity this is going to That's incredible. So, Joe, you shared that your experience, your connectivity to Parkinson's and the disease is through the eyes of family members that work with your organization. That piece is really powerful to our listeners to understand that it's personal to you, but you're a leader of an organization that takes your people personally Mm. and takes their lives personally. That's so profound. That's something we talk about a lot, that we need to care. Mm -hmm. You know, people work with us 
And it's not that they're an employee. They become a family member in many organizations. And I know some would say, oh, you shouldn't view it that way. And that's not how the corporate world sees it. And But the reality is we spend so much time with the people that we work with and we need to care. And you have taken that care as personal. You're writing for a cause and writing for impact through the lens of these team members that have shared with you and they've been comfortable enough to share their experiences with you. And where now you can probably see it in their eyes when they had a rough evening last night or something's going on in their workday that is personal in nature because of their family member or loved one that's wrestling with this disease and this experience. Has that always been something that you've leaned into? Was this something that at some point you started realizing that, wow, my people have life to deal with? Mm. Something I certainly learned along the way, because Mm. as you know, Mike, in our last episode, initially I thought it was all about growing grass. Mm. But as I've evolved from understanding that's a lot more about growing people and developing together. And that just naturally, for me, was a freeing to understand that, hey, we come to work as the whole person, and we got feelings, and we care, you know? So mm-hmm. as we grew from 10 to now 100-plus, we're really focused on culture as an organization. And I, as the leader of that, part of the sabbatical, the timing of it, we're going through a very active succession program as well. And I'm really engaged with everybody's feeling for each other that wanting to continue to instill that everybody's got each other's back as we continue to get larger. So while growth is a wonderful thing and it gives more and more people opportunity, we want to continue to be able to have an environment where we act small when we're making connections with people. Mm -hmm. So it's really been an effective rallying cry where everybody feels it, as you say. We see it when we're together in each other's eyes. Mm -hmm. There's considerable emotion when I start talking about this internally. And so both strategically in the company and one-to-one heartfelt, leading a purposeful effort is intentional as we look forward to establish a more collaborative purpose that we all continue to organically feed into and want to be part of, Mm -hmm. starting out with, and I've expressed to the team, I see this as a three-year endeavor to really substantially change what is for people dealing with Parkinson's. Yes, it's powerful on that front, on the organizational front, because people know when you care and they feel that. And yet, I don't want to deal on the sad and the difficult side. So the bike ride puts it together in an area of quest intrigue. And, you know, I'm fortunate to be able to do so. Family raised, a loving wife is supportive. She's a saint. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I think know. we talked about that last time, how much of a saint she really yeah. is. So <laughs> She's like, you need it because you hang around here, you'll drive me crazy. <laughs> so she'll come out at several points. But, yeah. but the idea is people love living through adventure, you know, virtually sharing that together. So it brings a lot of platforms, I think, of engagement opportunity that'll make it fun and in doing so create a lot of good together. So one of the things we want to encourage our listeners to do is follow this journey, Joe. Gearingupforgood.org 
you can scroll towards the bottom and you can hit an option that says view larger map. We know that there are individuals that are cyclists. We know there are individuals who are going to follow you in social media, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. And we really want to encourage our listeners to join up with Joe. There's many riders that are actually going to be departing with him as they take off from Cincinnati and begin their journey. You can see on the map where they're going to visit from the heading to Chicago to visit the in Barrington, Illinois, the Neurobalance Center. Joe's going to be tracking. The journey will be tracked. He'll be both Instagram and social media. We can watch him from his GoPros. He's already testing that as he's been training. Joe, you're heading up to the International Peace Garden which, as you have shared with us, has a special place in your heart as you are a groundskeeper and landscaper and lover of the outdoors. You're going to be heading in to South Dakota. You're going to be moving over to Boulder and traveling to Aspen and Edwards, Colorado. You're going to be moving through Arizona, hitting Flagstaff, which is a beautiful location, I'm sure, as you go on this journey throughout North America, that you're going to be reveling in nature and in God's goodness and all that you're going to be able to see in your surroundings. And you're going to be going down to the San Diego area, heading back over to Phoenix, traveling into New Mexico going through Texas, Austin, you'll be heading around Houston and San Antonio, and then making your trek back up through Arkansas, Missouri, Illinois, Indianapolis. And you shared that this is your goals to be back in Cincinnati at your barn in late October. What we hope happens with all of this is that our listeners will join you. And if you do join Joe, please do a shout out. Say, Joe, I heard you on the Talent Magnet Institute. Grab a photo of you in the pack if you're riding with a pack. If you meet up with Joe in one of these cities, we would encourage you to take a selfie and tag uh, gearing up for good hashtag as well as hashtag Talent Magnet. Joe, you're inspiring us all. So excited about the opportunity to have this conversation. Love that we're having the opportunity to encourage our listeners to join you to support your ride. You can also do that on the website as Joe strives to raise $650,000 for neurological disease, focusing on Parkinson's, but also helping raise awareness for multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, and frontotemporal dementia. So many of us have been impacted by this with family. And Joe, what a powerful story of being a small giant, taking a step, being bold, caring for your people, caring for their families, making and building awareness for good. And we hope that this story inspires more movement as one CEO takes a step back and decides to ride 6,500 miles throughout North America for raising awareness for a cause that is good and is making a significant impact. 
Joe, thank you for your inspiration. Thank you on the episode for spending time with us in the previous episode on unpacking. We would encourage anyone listening to check that out, unpacking Joe Moat's Talent Magnet Institute. Type that in Google, listen to the episode. You can also go and check out a YouTube video that Joe did at Aileron in Dayton, Ohio on unpacking on YouTube. So if you type unpacking Joe Moats on YouTube, you can check that out as well. Joe, thank you for your inspiration. Thank you for your leadership. I cannot wait to sync up with you in September that we're going to do some type of Zoom conversation video with the Talent Magnet Institute podcast community. We'll share that on the Talent Magnet Institute podcast community Facebook group. We'll share it through our page. I'll share it. Look forward to being a part of your journey. I'm already following all of your social accounts and hope to give you as much inspiration as we can. We want our community to get out, join Joe, align something that's good. Decide today what you're going to do to make a greater impact in the world around you. This is what reframing success and leadership is all about. This is what we're trying to call to action and love covering stories of CEOs and executives that are living boldly, that are willing to step up for relationships, work, community, and life, and helping us all reframe success in leadership. Thank you for joining us at this week's episode. We will see you next week and look forward to our next conversation. We appreciate you being in our community. Thank you for leaving a rating, a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast any of your favorite podcast applications, share the word, spread the news, and join us on this effort of leading well, leading boldly, and reframing success in leadership. Sometimes it's the little things that make a big difference. A post-it note and two minutes can make a huge difference in your workday. Find out more at talentmagnetinstitute.com slash post-it. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is powered by Centennial, a talent strategy and executive search firm, and the Talent Magnet Institute. You can engage with us at Talent Magnet I on Twitter or Talent Magnet Institute on LinkedIn and Facebook. Please communicate by using hashtag Talent Magnet. Find us in your favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and leave a review, as well as share with a colleague. You can also listen at talentmagnetpodcast.com. Our podcast studio is based in greater Cincinnati, Ohio. We are supported by our listeners, clients, and partners from all over the world. The Talent Magnet Institute podcast is made possible by a great team that includes Janelle Spence and Christine Lewis of Centennial, Josh Chappelle and Adam Smith of Soundpress, Produced by Chris Madine of New Fidelity Studios and Audra Casino and Megan Doherty of One Stone Creative. Music written by DJ Corbett and Chris Madine. And myself, your host, Mike Sipple Jr. Thank you for joining us on the journey of developing leaders to succeed in relationships, work, community, and life, reframing success in leadership.